What's up, bro? Welcome to another episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you know, I am Brandon Janu, and like always on all podcast platforms, it is the Brandon Janu Show. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, social media platforms like Instagram, TikTok. I'm looking for what the hell I'm supposed to do. Sorry. Um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, threads, and Facebook is my social media pages, and that's all Brandon Janu Show as well. And of course, YouTube channel, Brandon Janu Show. Tonight, I am doing my top 10 wrestlers so far 2023 because this is wrestling life hope you guys enjoy this go follow me on those things i hope you enjoy this let's get into it so honorable mentions to some wrestlers of 2023 so far uh i had some people on this list and then i was like nah i'm gonna put this one there. i'm gonna put this one there and i think this top 10 list is pretty dope i like this top 10 list i'm not gonna lie i kind of like it um, but honorable mentions to Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Bianca Belair, Oscar, Io Sky, um, who else? MJF, D, uh, John Moxley, Adam Cole, baby. Um, um, who else? Uh, Chad Gable, Solo Sokoa. Yeah, I remember those Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I remember mentions, man. Um, let's get into it, man. So this top ten list is just about the wrestlers so far that I particularly liked a lot, thought they were amazing. And um, y'all know I do a top ten list. I go from ten to one, and let's get into it. So tonight, my top ten starts off at number ten. Is the one. The only is that one, the only Dirty Dime himself, Dominic Mysterio. Listen, going to Monday Night Raw and watching this man get absolutely booed out the building has got to be one of my highlights of the year so far. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite highlights of the year so far. I'm not even going to lie. But man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Um, I gotta get a man's credit for what he has done uh, in Judgment Day. He has actually found a way to stand out, regardless of what you want to say about him. He's found a way to stand out. And he is the North American champion on NXT. He has made that title somewhat of a presentable title on both levels and both sides. He has put on some really classic matches. Actually, looked at last week's NXT. It was an incredible match they had last week against Carmelo Hayes. If you actually looked at last night against him and Dragon Lee, that was an incredible match. Hell, him and Dragon Lee a couple weeks before that was actually a really good match. So he has a lot of classic matches. He might not be advanced in the stages of where you could fight a Cody fucking Rhodes. That's a little bit, a little bit too much. But for what he is, like I felt, if he was in an NXT. He probably would be a great NXT champion, which he is now. He's a North American champion. And for what he does for Judgment Day, is incredible, too. So I I got to give him the spot, man. I got to put him at number 10. I'm not even going to lie. Got to put him at 10. <sighs> Speaking of Judgment Day, coming at number 9 is Senor Money in the Bank. Yep. Damian Priest is at my number 9 spot. Listen, man, Damian Priest has had some pretty fucking classics. I'm not even going to sit and act like he has it. He's pretty 
pretty much put on some bangers the last couple of uh, times. He's actually physically had to be a solo competitor. Um, if you actually think about it, um, his match against Bad Bunny at Backlash is still one of the best fucking matches I've seen all fucking year. Like, that shit was a super classic. I don't know what the fuck that was supposed they went out there and fucking rode. That shit should have been the main event at Backlash. I still was standing on that hill. Um, he won Money in the Bank. I know a lot of people was like, LA Knight should be Money in the Bank. But I was not mad at Damian Priest winning Money in the Bank because kind of deserved it. Um, before that, you know, he had classes against Seth Rollins. He had, you know, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Actually, I think that was like Seth Rollins' first open challenge. Um, was actually Damian Priest, yep, for the World Championship. He had a classic against him. He's had some classics against Cody Rhodes. He's had some moments, man, Damian Priest this year. And, of course, now he is the undisputed, one half of the undisputed tag team champions. So, the man can actually go in. Also, he is still seeing your money in a bank. Now, I don't know when the fuck he catches that in, but it really is going to be an interesting time when he does decide to cash that in. Speaking of champions... Coming in at number eight is now the new NXT Women's Champion, a Grand Slam champion, the one, the only, Becky Lynch, the man. Now, Becky's been in this kind of like this warped time zone bullshit collaboration thing where she's supposed to fight Trish Stratus for the last couple of months, and it's been a long, strenuous fucking thing. I think her being on NXT, being a women's champion, is actually a really good fucking thing. I think her being on NXT, being a women's champion, is actually a really good fucking thing. Uh, because, again, you're incorporating the NXT titles into the main roster field, and nobody's a bigger main roster field than Becky goddamn Lynch. I can't wait to see what she does this Saturday at uh, No Mercy. Uh, she pretty much is probably going to keep the title and fight Tegan Knox Monday, but if she doesn't, that's a pretty interesting storyline to have. Um, so, I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to look and play out. Um, I think she's still one of the best productive female wrestlers in the business, in the company. Uh, and like I said, you had to kind of, you you put NXT in Becky Lynch's hands, you're going to get people that's going to watch it, because people love Becky Lynch, man. And that's the one thing about it. So, a hell of a per, a hell of a wrestler. She's having a great year. Even with the bullshit Trish Stratus feud, that last match them two had in the cage was one of the best cage matches I've seen in a minute. So, hell yeah. Becky Lynch is on my list. Coming in at number seven. <laughs> you know I had to do it. And you know I got to do it. L. L. A. Knight. Yeah! You know he's coming on this list. Come on, man. You knew I was putting L.A. Knight on this list. Now, at the end of the year, we shall see where he, could, you know, really falls at the end of the year. But for right now, he's number seven, man, on this list. The man literally made himself a superstar without any help, without any backing. The reason why fans love a guy like L.A. Knight, it reminds us of, like, us, the fans, pushing a superstar. That feels amazing when a guy you actually fuck with actually makes it to the top. Now, what I do think and I don't want to happen 
is him to end up in a feud with Roman fucking Reigns. That is a terrible decision. And it will easily torpedo his fucking run. You don't believe me. What the fuck is Sami Zayn doing now? You don't believe me. What is Drew McIntyre doing right now? You don't believe me. What is Jey Uso right now? LA Knight is a star. A mega fucking star. He really is. The worst thing you can do is fuck that up. And right now, WWE could fuck that up. And I'm going to tell you how. If you put him in a feud with Roman Reigns. Because we all know he ain't beating Roman fucking Reigns for the title. Especially not right now. So why even tease it? I don't think that's a good idea. I actually think it's very goddamn stupid. Don't do it, WWE, because you will pull it. You will do it just because you think it's the smart thing. Now, I don't know if that's a Triple H thing or that's a Vince thing, but either way it is, it's a bad thing. So don't do it. Coming in at number six is who I was just talking about. Main event, Jay Uso. He's had a great year. I'm not even going to say it and act like he hasn't. He's had a phenomenal fucking year. Um, from Russell, headline in WrestleMania with his brother and Kevin Owens and Zane to literally um, going into a feud with Roman. You know, the banger, the classic match they had, the classic match they had at Money in the Bank with the Usos and the Bloodline to um, them fighting um, at SummerSlam. Took too long to kind of heat up the fucking match, but it is what it is. Um, and now him on Raw. I don't know what this is going to look like with him on Raw, to be honest with you guys. I don't know. But what I do believe is this. As long as they don't fuck up the ending of what he's supposed to be on Raw for. And that is to piss off the bloodline at some point. This is supposed to collab at some point. He's supposed to fight the bloodline at some point. And that is where this all has to end at. If he doesn't fight Jimmy or Solo at some point, what the fuck was the point? And I don't understand that. But I do think Jey Uso is number six on my list of the most uh, impactful wrestlers and one of my favorite wrestlers to hope for of the 2023s. He's had an amazing run. And uh, like I said, we shall see how it all ends at the end of this year. Going into next year. Starting off at the top five position. Adrenaline in my soul. I can't sing the song because, you know, but my throat is cracking. I'm getting sick. But either way it goes, you know it was coming. Cody Rhodes, kind of obvious. The American Nightmare himself. He has to be on this list. If I don't have a Cody Rhodes on this list, then I don't have a list. What the fuck am I doing? Cody Rhodes is number five on my list. The incredible WrestleMania, 20, WrestleMania 39 match. I will continue to say, WWE, please do not fuck this up. I don't give a shit if The Rock is The Rock. Do not fuck this up. You should not have The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania 40. I don't give a fuck if The Rock is The Rock. I don't care. You should not have The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. Cody should finish his fucking story. Get it over. Get it done with. The fact that he referenced the bloodline last night even. When Paul Heyman says, you know, 
we're just in the now the bottom of the third inning when he says, well, I guess we're now out of the third inning. This is clearly what the damn uh, process is. I don't give a shit how box office the rock is. And by the way, if they go back into if, – if this is true that the riot and actor strike might end in the next couple months, uh, next couple weeks, I should say, not even months, weeks, the rock is going to be back on a movie set. So how the hell are you going to maneuver him and Roman at WrestleMania 40? I have no clue. But Cody Rhodes is the perfect person to end the bloodline because he's already putting the fucking pieces together. Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 39 was amazing. The Brock Lesnar feud kind of sucked. I'm not even going to say it and lie. But for what the man is, he's one of the best to ever do it. I think Cody should be the guy that beats Roman Reigns. Period. Speaking of that, coming in at number four is the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. I know a lot of people are going to flip the fuck out when I say Roman Reigns is at number four, but to me, he's number four because where the fuck has he been? This has been my biggest problem with Roman Reigns. Where the fuck are you? That's a massive fucking problem. You cannot be the face of the company and then be gone from the fucking company more than you have been on TV. That's not a good thing. It's not a good sign. Roman is at four. I cannot knock him. The matches he has had this year has been amazing. From the Royal Rumble match with him and Kevin Owens to the Sami Zayn match at Elimination Chamber, of course, WrestleMania 39, to the Money in the Bank, even the Crown Jewel match against Kevin and Sami, to the SummerSlam match, which is now his last match he's had since the last match he's had in 2023. Roman is still one of the guys. He still makes it work. He's fourth on my list because I haven't really seen him that much the last couple of months, which is always my biggest problem with Roman Reigns. But for what he has done so far this year, I got to give him his respect. I got to give him his, 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 his respect and his love because he's been amazing at what he has done. And he's four. He is four, and that's just the way it's going to be because you ain't on TV, bro, and I can't have that. Anyway, at number three. Number three. Top three. Is the one, the only, the eradicator of the Judgment Day and the women's world heavyweight champion, Rhea Ripley. Rhea's killing it. She hasn't really had a true feud since winning the title, which is kind of the fucked up part because Ricardo Rodriguez is, did not, that feud did not do what I thought it was supposed to do for her and it just didn't do it. But it's, it's more so because Raw has, like I've been saying, Raw really doesn't have any females there that you can say can actually beat real fucking Ripley. Which is why I thought Becky Lynch would be a perfect person to go against her. But if you're holding off on that feud, cool. Even Shayna, you gotta build Shayna up a little bit to make her that, guy, that girl again, cool. But they have to figure that out. That is something that has to be figured out. And to me personally, Rhea is the best female in the damn business right now. I think she's one of the best. If Jay Cargill and her do meet up at some point, I would not be mad at that shit either. Rhea will hit 365 days a year at WrestleMania. Let Jade and her fight at WrestleMania. I'm not opposed to it. I would actually fucking... Accept it. I think it'd be a great match. But Rhea is definitely the best female I've seen this year. 
even though technically she doesn't have really that many matches that you can see her in. But when she's in those matches, you would tell it is a completely different vibe, and she's an incredible uh, wrestler. She's been an amazing wrestler since NXT. So it's nothing too new. It's kind of obvious. Coming in at number two on the list. Y'all know. If you know me, you know I do wrestling life. You know who will be at number two. He's not one, but he is two. He is a revolutionary. He is a visionary. Because he is set freaking Rollins in the world heavyweight champion. Set freaking Rollins. Let me get that right. I'm sorry. I came off a little. I got to introduce that man right. The GOAT. The best to ever do it. Yes, I said that shit. The best to ever do it. Set freaking Rollins. There is nobody that's had a... Here's my problem with this. I hate when people try to act like Set is a terrible champion. But when he isn't the champion, he's the best damn wrestler in the business. So I don't get this idea that Set is a bad champion or that I, I don't like that narrative. That's a dumbass narrative. Y'all don't like when he's the champion, but yet when he's not the champion, you love him. So what is it? I think Raw doesn't know how to make a feud with him. And I and I think that as the Finn Ballard feud, why it worked for a bit was because it was actually a real thing. Seth actually did take his chance away from him. Finn won the was the first Universal Champion. Seth injured him. He got out of and then after that, he kind of went in a dollar spiral. He never really retained what he was before that. It's not just a championship. No, he never retained what he was. He wasn't that guy anymore. He, matter of fact, people forget when Finn came back, he had to go to NXT to regain who he was. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that that, that feud was what it was. It was it was what it would need to be. The Shinsuke feud that he has now is okay, I guess. It's more so about them in the ring. I can't see. I can't wait to see what they do in Fast Lane when they go into a Last Man Standing match. That's gonna be pretty damn interesting. But for the most part, I think Sex is the best wrestler in the business, man. I think people that hate on that man is is ridiculous. I've seen too many people that have this idea that Set is a terrible champion, which is not the fucking. Pay, the, case at all. I just think they don't know how to book him as a champion. That's really what the fuck I think. I don't even know how to book him as a champion. Well, Roman is very easy to book a Roman Reigns because Roman's already the bigger star. Was set, but you also have to fight a Roman match for most of the uh, most of that feud. Whereas for Set, Set is not that. Set gives you a classic battle. So he gives you those matches. The fact that people hate on that is the craziest thing. Um. And I don't know how WWE has made that a, a, a thing, but people, I, I see it on social media all the time that Seth just, it's, he's not a really good champion. And every time this man has a fight, y'all scream for Seth to lose his title, but yet Roman is still champion. And y'all love that. 
and this motherfucker's not on TV. Seth's got a broken back, has admitted that he has a broken back, and y'all are literally like, he should lose the title of Shitsuke. He should lose the title to Finn. He should lose the title to this. What the fuck? Are you serious? Seth is one of the best wrestlers in the goddamn world, and you sons of bitches still are not happy. Get the fuck out of here. But y'all love Roman. Fuck out of here. Seth is now two on this list so far. He's the, my second best wrestler of the year so far. Because number one is the ring general. Come on, y'all know I had to put him on this list, man. You knew he was going to be number one. He is the intercontinental champion. Gunther. Gunther is at number one on my list so far, man. I cannot knock this. I watched this man wrestle Monday Night Raw. Him and Chad Gable, the first time they ever matched, uh, matched each other was at in Houston here. But at Monday Night Raw, when it was supposed to be like a five-minute time limit, and then he couldn't beat him in five, then they fought it for real, for real. You can hear his chops from where I was sitting. You can hear the chops. That shit is real. Like, you can hear the shit. Them chops fuck. I was like, God damn. From where I was sitting, you can hear the chops. I was like, this shit is crazy. Gunther's one of the best wrestlers in the goddamn business, man. That, that, that man could go out there. I would watch him wrestle for 20 to 30. I would watch that shit and be inter-fucking-tained. And I hope him and Chad, him and Tommaso Ciampa really do fight at uh, Flash Lane because I would love to see that match. If they actually give Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa, if we get Tommaso Ciampa, the, one he, the way he was in NXT with Goldie, bruh, I would watch that match. But Gunther is the fucking best wrestler in the business. I don't know who the fuck would tell you that he's not. You are lying through your teeth if you tell me Gunther. If you watch wrestling for real and you tell me Gunther isn't the best wrestler in the business, you are lying. Fucking lying. So, yeah, Gunther is number one on my list, man. He has to be number one on my list. And if he... I wouldn't be able to do a wrestling list if I didn't have Gunther at number one on my goddamn list. Am I crazy? Fuck no. Gunther's number one. That's it. The list is finally here, and I'm done. I hope you guys enjoy this list. Till then, I am Brandon Janu. This is Wrestling Life. <sighs> Peace.